Hey listeners, Chloe here. If you need to stay as up to date with the latest developments and innovations in the luxury industry as I do, you need to dive into Vogue Business. It's your ticket to a global perspective on fashion and beauty, delivering exclusive insights that will give you the edge in this competitive dynamic industry. Just visit VogueBusiness.com today and use the code RUN20 at checkout to join the Vogue Business community. That's VogueBusiness.com, promo code RUN20. Don't miss out. This week feels like there's a lot going on. Does it mean? Yeah, I don't feel that way. <laughs> Maybe just because... <laughs> yeah, just... No girls. No men. Yeah. The Met dress code is not a big week for me. <laughs> big news week. Dress code is dress for Carl. <laughs> it's like on the CNN Chiron. <laughs> This is The Run-Through. I'm Chloe Mal. And I'm Choma Nardi. <laughs> so Choma, you felt this week was a big news week. In Vogue World? Yeah! Okay, tell me why. <laughs> I mean, big announcement, big announcement. The Met Gala co-chairs were announced, and so was the dress code. Drum roll. Dun, dun. <laughs> All right, and what is it? The dress code or the co-chairs? You, give me what you think is most exciting. <laughs> Okay, let's start with the co-chairs because okay. I think people always like to to know. The exhibition is in honor of Karl Lagerfeld, in right? In honor of Karl Lagerfeld. What's the name of it, Karl Lagerfeld? A Line of Beauty? A Line of Beauty, you're right. Okay. So the co-chairs for A Line of Beauty, the exhibition that's okay. in honor of, of Karl Lagerfeld. The late, obviously, iconic Chanel uh, designer and also... Fendi and Chloe and Balmain. So the co-chairs are, wait for it, Penelope Cruz. Is she a longtime Chanel? Long. I mean, she basically wears exclusively Chanel on the red carpet, as okay. far as I can tell. Okay. Her best moments, in my opinion, are usually in Chanel. Okay. Michaela Cole. Um, Roger Federer. Okay. Okay. A man in the mix. There's got to be a guy in the mix. All right. right? We like a guy right. in the mix. And then Dua Lipa. Okay. All right. And the dress code is in honor of Carl, which is not totally surprising. I think a lot of I'm sorry, is it, that is, quote, the dress code, in, in honor, honor of, of Carl? Carl? Okay. So, you know, and so we kind of... Interpret uh, as you will. Interpret as you will, but I think a lot of us are thinking this will be a big moment for people to wear vintage. And, you know, there was a discussion in the office about whether there'll be a situation where there'll be vintage that's too precious to wear in the same way that... The Marilyn, Marilyn dress, dress that yeah. was destroyed. This was raised by my by colleague. Kim Kardashian's rump. Exactly. <laughs> <laughs> so my colleague, Glad Borelli Pearson, who is our Vogue's archive editor, she's mm -hmm. expert. And if any time I have a question about fashion history, in which I'm pretty shaky past like 1995, oh. I ask Glad. And she raised the point that if you want to wear Carl and you want to wear vintage Carl, maybe... If you wear Balmain, you know, when he was designing Balmain in the 50s, maybe it's too precious to wear. You know, maybe it's too museum worthy in the way that Marilyn's mm -hmm. dress was. All right. Choma, are you on the hunt for vintage Chanel? This is a big question. I I, I think I'd like to wear a young designer in honor of Carl. But, a la manière de. <laughs> yeah, but I haven't sort of figured it out. Last year, I did think about wearing vintage and I didn't. And I've never worn vintage to the Met. So I think it might be fun. But who will dress as Choupette? I know. Well, big question. Choupette is Carl's <laughs> kitty cat who has been very well taken care of. I that, mean, that feels like the moment for Katy Perry to lean into. Oh, my God. From if, hamburger if she do it, who will? to feline. 
Yes, yes. So, um, big news. Uh, well, as a vague transition, <laughs> Roger Federer yes. being a co-host mm-hmm. for the Chanel Lagerfeld yes. might want to bid on Andre Leontali's Chanel tennis racket. Oh, yes. That is going to be part of a three-stop tour yeah. of Andre Leontali, the Vogue editor. His estate is being auctioned off through Christie's, and it's starting in Palm Beach this week, then going to Paris during Couture, and then we'll end in New York City with a live auction where the Abyssinian Baptist Choir is performing, wow. and it's going to be a major event. And I was looking at the catalog, and it's half of his possessions. It feels like a tribute to him as often yeah. these estate sales do in the way of Joan Didion and um you know even like Joan Rivers estate which Christie's also did it's such a personal view onto yeah. them i was looking at the catalog and it's many of his incredible caftans from Tom Ford to Gucci mm. to Marc Jacobs but then also oodles of Louis Vuitton luggage and this Chanel tennis racket and Chanel quilted hot water bottle cover. I saw that. It they're they're just great sort of eccentric fashion moments that you know the things make the man I think and yeah. uh, they're fun to have a view a portal into someone's personal life. Yeah, so. and you know he's all of the proceeds are going to go to the Abyssinian Church in Harlem and also Mount which is Sinai where his memorial was also. Yeah, which was beautiful. Yeah. And half will go to that church, and then half will go to the Mount Sinai Missionary Baptist Church in Durham, North Carolina, where he grew up. Okay. Oh, we forgot to talk about Men's Fashion Week. What are the headlines? Anything exciting? Well, I will say there's a new boy band to watch. Okay. Um, Probably not that new to, like, hardcore K-pop fans, but N-Hyphen kind of like the kind of stir that they cause the Prada. Like if you see the pictures. Of Are the they Korean? They're Korean K-pop band. So wait, N hyphen, <laughs> is it like the letter N and then a hyphen? No, it's the letters E-N hyphen. Like oh, spelled wow, so out. So it's all spelled out. It's all spelled out. All right. And um, yeah, th- there was like a complete ruckus. At, uh, Did they at all show up at seven, of all course. seven of them? Of course, that's how these boy bands roll. Oh, that's cute. Yeah. I'm into that. Yeah. So, you know, in the White Lotus peeps were out. Oh, I know. Those White yeah. Lotus boys really uh, turned it out for <laughs> yep. uh, men's men's, week, men's yep. fashion week. Yep. Yep. Do we care that Tom Brown won his we do care. Adidas lawsuit? I kind of thought it was much. an think, interesting yeah. moment. Yeah. But I love seeing the pictures of the racks of Tom Brown clothing going into the <laughs> Manhattan Desert Court because it, Tom Brown had to, on the stand, show why his track pants were different. <laughs> And actually, I think they can look very different. So to different. Me. And so also, different. apparently, in 2006, Adidas sued him for the first time and said, This is, looks too much like ours. He's like, You're right. I'll add a stripe. So it was oh, three wow. stripes, and now it's four. And I just I think this is a win for stripes everywhere. I agree. I agree. Tom Brown had two main arguments. One was we're in a totally different price category. So the yeah. person shopping for Adidas is not it's shopping not, for Tom no. Brown. But apparently, the most compelling argument was. Adidas now does not own the stripe. And oh. I think a zebra would agree. Yes. <laughs> oh, you know what else happened this week? What? I helped out on a Meet the Editor with Anna Wintour, which is a conversation series that goes up on um, Vogue Club. Okay. Which is a very cool membership club that you can sign up to and you get to 
Mingle with Vogue editors. Inside virtually. access. And inside perks. access. You know, there's some really there's some really great events too. So you were uh, Oprah to Anna's Megan. No, well, put it like that. <laughs> I was, you know, really nervous, but it was really fun and super fascinating. And she got candid about what it's been like to plan the Met, you know, alongside Andrew Bolton, who's also a good friend of hers and the curator of the Met Costume Institute. He's sort of the czar of all things Yeah, Met he's a genius. Exhibition. You, yeah, I've, I, I interviewed him once and it was just like, I mean, incredible. Also husband of Tom Brown. Yeah. We were just discussing. Also so uh Tom Brown. Big, big, big week in their household. Big week. Mostly I, I think it's been just an extraordinary nostalgic trip for both Andrew and I, because we had a tradition when we would go to Paris, whether it was for the couture or for the ready-to-wear to always have dinner on a Sunday night when we arrived in Paris with Carl and sometimes Amanda Harlick, who's consulting with Andrew on the exhibition, would join us. And sometimes it would just be Carl and I, or sometimes Andrew would join us. But we just covered so many different topics, including that of what it meant to have an an exhibition in the museum. And as we're going through the amazing pieces, costumes that Andrew has chosen for this, important exhibition obviously so many different memories are flooding back yeah i mean is it too early to ask about what you're thinking about wearing yourself given that you had such a close relationship must be tough well i recently was uh invited to uh the white house i was gonna say it's one of my favorite anna winter looks of all time Thank it you looks so much so great on you. very um i was very honored to be invited by the, the president and the first lady to a the White House state dinner that was last month in uh, in honor of President Macron and the first lady of France, his wife Brigitte Macron. And I actually had an amazing dress that uh, Carl had made me. And I had been sort of thinking, well, I should keep that for the Met. But then when this invitation came along, I thought this is perfect. and. Um, I've worn a lot of Chanel over the years. I've worn a lot of Carl over the years, but I'll, I'll be, I hope this doesn't sound uh, uh, like too triumphant, but I, I, it was incredible the reaction that I had to that dress and nothing to do with the wearer and all to do with the designer because it was, um, and I, I went with a friend of mine who's a, 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 the director, Baz Lerman, and I was showing it to him before we got into the car. and. He said, I hope people in Washington and around the world will understand the amazing mm. sort of sense of humor Carl had about that dress because the whole front of it is a trompe l'oeil necklace, which from afar looks dazzlingly real, but in real life, of course, is just extraordinary uh, craftsmanship and reflects Carl's extremely wicked, wicked, wicked sense of humor. If you're interested in becoming part of Vogue Club, um, which I highly recommend, go to their Instagram, which is at Vogue underscore club, all lowercase, and you'll find out everything you need to know to become a member. And we'll be back with a very different Anna. everyone, it's Chloe, and I'm so excited to share something fabulous with you. Vogue's first ever global fashion community, Vogue Club. 
Our members get to mingle with Vogue editors, yes, including me, and fellow fashion enthusiasts at exclusive events around the world. And that's just the start. Membership opens doors to the fashion industry, bringing you expert career advice and insider style and beauty tips. What are you waiting for? Head over to Vogue.com slash membership to join. And here's a little treat. Use code TRT20 and snag 20% off your membership. That's TRT20 for 20% off your ticket to Vogue Club. Are you in? Hey, Run Through listeners. Are you curious about what goes on behind the scenes at Vogue and in the world of fashion? Join Vogue Club, a one-of-a-kind fashion community where you can unlock exclusive access to Vogue editors, industry players, and fellow members, as well as receive expert style advice, tickets to VIP events, handpicked gifts, and so much more. Visit VogueClub.com today and get 20% off using promo code THERUNTHROUGH20. That's VogueClub.com, promo code THERUNTHROUGH20. So, Choma, we had a, a unique experience this week for the podcast. Oh, we sure did. <laughs> All in the name of the run-through. We are headed to Anna Delvey's apartment. I see Chloe, um, my wonderful co-host. Hello, team. We are outside Anna Delvey's apartment in the East Village around a lot of delivery trucks beeping very <laughs> loudly. For those of you who don't know Anna Delvey by name, maybe you've read about her in New York Magazine or Family Fair, or maybe you've seen the Netflix series that came out last year called Inventing Anna, which I devoured. Her name is Anna Delvey, or Anna Sorokin, no one's sure. She's either a rich German heiress or she's flat broke. The charges are insane. Anna committed real white collar felonies while posing as a socialite in an attempt to steal millions of dollars. It was probably the hardest accent I've ever done. Julia Garner played Anna Delvey in the series and I thought she was fantastic. She was so good. She went on The Tonight Show with Jimmy Fallon and talked about trying to pin down Anna's unique accent. Mm -hmm. I thought she pretty much nailed it. This is a girl who is saying that she's German, but she's really Russian. So she's not going to have a Russian accent. So first I had to um, do like a, a European, like a German accent, right? You know, but it's very subtle. It's like, you know, have a vocal fry at the end of it, whatever, right? And then, and then you know, I had to add um, like some little Russian for certain words. It was a very bad Russian accent. But then I start to do like a... This is more of an Anna Delvey accent, and then it gets Americanized because you know how Americans kind of add a question at the end of everything? Like, you know what I mean? Like, Europeans don't do that. Julia Garner was nominated for an Emmy for that role. Anna Delvey was convicted in 2019 and finished her criminal sentence in February of 2021. She was out for six weeks and then detained by ICE for another 18 months. She was released last October, but is still very much under house arrest, wearing this thick ankle bracelet. <laughs> Should we buzz the door? Yeah, let's do it. We were curious if we could get to know the real Anna Delvey. Or is it Anna Sorokin? Dun dun. <laughs> Hi, we're here from Vogue. She lives in a fifth-floor walk-up. Uh, and it was quite a hike up the stairs, our workout for the day. You couldn't make this up if you tried, but as we were approaching her apartment, there was a sensor near the roof door that would go off anytime you set foot near her door that shouted, 
Danger zone, keep away. We were warned. Danger zone, danger zone, keep away. <laughs> Still, we went in. Hi. Hi, Anna, how are you? I'm good. I'm Chloe, you? it's so nice to meet nice you. Nice to meet you. Hi. Hi. Nice to meet you. Trevor, lovely to, nice meet, to meet you. you. Hi. Hi. And Hi. the Hi. first thing I noticed was her height. Anna, you're so much taller than I thought you'd be. Yeah. But you're wearing heels. She's like 5'4", and I'm like 5'8". Yeah. Julia Garner. Yeah. Julia Garner is 5'4", so people have misperceived that Anna's maybe a little shorter, but she's a, a whopping 5'8". Later, she would tell us that she gained an inch from yoga in detention. Hmm. I got better at my yoga. I feel like I grew by an inch after doing all this yoga. Wow. Right. Yeah. Secret benefit of prison, grow right? by an inch. I was like 5'7", <laughs> I'm 5'8 now. <laughs> but I'm personally skeptical of that given that I've practiced yoga for about 20 years. <laughs> hmm. What are you wearing today? I was like wearing my robe five minutes ago. She <laughs> had long hair sort of flowing down her back and was wearing a black t-shirt featuring a screen print of a photo of herself wearing big dark sunglasses. No, it's just like uh, my t-shirt, just like a mock-up of my... Um, it's a Polaroid of you. Of pulling your sunglasses down, a, a bit like Anna Winter, I may say. Her sweatpants were actually trompe jeans, which was another moment of her deception. <laughs> and these black Giuseppe Zanotti ankle boots that she said were the only boots that she could wear her ankle bracelet with. It's Zanotti boots because they're actually the ideal... Um, what do you call it? Like height, so like my ankle bracelet still fits. Oh yeah, my god! Like, yeah. like, <laughs> knee boots are out of the question with that. Yeah. So right. <laughs> do you think he knows that he designed the perfect boot for an ankle monitor? He's about to find that out. Oh, <laughs> <I can't. laughs> one, two, three. Her apartment four. is small, like one bedroom small. So like, how many footsteps? Let's walk over. Like, there are like fourteen, and barely any furniture because she needs to be able to clear it for her dinner parties. Um, I have a skylight. There are white walls. Um, and there are no windows in the living room. To be honest, it kind of felt like a cell. I have a kitchen that I never use. And almost to prove her point that she doesn't cook, she uses her stove as a uh, an art podium or pedestal. And instead of pots and pans on top of it, there's a sculpture of a woman in sort of a crawling pose about to pounce. The microwave light above the stove illuminates the sculpture. And she said it was like it's you know, of a painting lamp. It's sort of like Michelangelo's Anna. There's almost no furniture in the apartment, but the walls are covered in art. It's like my own private um, art gallery. And I try to like keep this one blue because it's kind of mimics the window. Um, okay. <laughs> minimal, I try to like keep it simple because I have to be here all day, so. And almost all of them say New York is dead, don't come back. It's ironic, yeah. They created <laughs> it during the lockdown when everybody was um, moving to Miami. Ah, uh, I see, <laughs> got it. You're kind of having a lockdown experience now, right? Absolutely, like you're like stuck yes. in your house. I've been yeah. having a lockdown experience for the past couple of years. So. <laughs> so we sat down in Anna's kind of sort of art gallery of an apartment to ask her what life has been like since she got out. Well, still not quite out, but you know what we're talking about. She's in. She's under house arrest. So when I just got out, it was kind of um, crazy because I was kind of like shooting and like doing a bunch of media. So I have more of a... What were you shooting? Like uh, magazine editorials or... Um, Kind of like mainstream media. Okay. um, Just like all this like random news outlets that you've seen like... (laughs) 
talk to them all, I guess. <laughs> um, What's and, the most annoying question everyone asks you? Um, if I'm sorry, and then if I watch the Netflix series. <laughs> <laughs> well, we won't ask you that, but I do want to know if you could redo the last five years, if there's anything you'd do differently. Um, well, I was in jail <laughs> the last five years. <laughs> well, sorry, of choices you made, are there any things you'd decide to do differently? Um, like, I'm sure, like, I made so many mistakes, and, um, like, I was young, and I kind of thought, like, some decisions were good, and they ended up not being good. I'm just trying to look at it as a learning experience, and, like, just trying to, like, do something good out of it, because I don't have an option to go back and yeah. change it, so, um... Is there any example of, like, one decision you can think of that you're like, yeah, that was the wrong call? I mean, there are so many of them, so... <laughs> <laughs> There's not one. <laughs> like, think it was like an example. One worse than the other one. I don't know. <laughs> Crime. <laughs> what are the logistics of your life right now? Like this, I know an apartment in the East Village is not cheap these days. Like, how are you? financing your life right now? Well, I'm just working on so many projects and uh, my art career has been pretty successful. So have you made made money from that? Like what are you selling your pieces for? Uh, well, my pieces go for like anywhere between ten and 30,000. Okay. And um, I also sold a lot of prints, which I've started doing like earlier this year. And my print started $250. Okay. Yeah. So have you, can you give us any just number around what you've made from your art? Uh, well, we sold like about 350000 And Chloe Feynman, who <laughs> does an impersonation of you, bought one of the pieces. That's actually my sandwich. What? What is that voice? My sandwich is in your mouth. Gives me my sandwich. Uh, okay. Yeah. Sorry. I, I didn't know. Have you ever met her? Um, no, I have not. And what no. do you make of her impression? I mean, it's comedy, so it is what it is. <laughs> <laughs> How did you start drawing again? I, I read that you studied it in college. Is that true? I took, like, fashion illustration courses. Yeah. Okay. Um, they sort of look like fashion illustrations a bit, your drawings that... So I know how to like draw clothes, I guess, and everything. Yeah. Like I try not to draw faces because people just like get mad, and like okay. that's not the point. Uh, <laughs> um, I drew like as a kid. Uh, it always kind of like came easy to me, um, and I started again doing the trial, like, like courtroom clothes. sketching, like doodling. Pretty much because it's like it's such a weird setting where that's such like long spans of time where like when nothing is happening. Um, and like it's just like constant waiting so I'm quite fascinated because I think there was a lot of speculation about what you wore to court and obviously meeting you you have a very and even looking at your sketches you know brands are called out they're unexpected you, you obviously have a really deep knowledge student of fashion student of fashion student of fashion <laughs> What what were you thinking when you were dressing for court? Because I do think that what you wear in that setting is really impactful. Tell us about how you made those fashion choices. Well, I didn't have like as much um, of a control as I would have loved to because um, you're like very restricted by what you can get in because you have to get the clothes inside the jail first and then they have to go through security and then you wear them. It can only be black white or gray and it cannot have like any metal on it and like no hmm. real patterns they did like let in like that's, really yeah it's too dangerous i guess <laughs> you cannot have any heels i'm sorry patterns are dangerous like i guess a floral I print? <laughs> yes 
Okay. <laughs> Polka dots. Beware. <laughs> um, no heels. That's why like, I was. Uh, I could only like wear the flats. Okay. Um, so many rules. So yeah. Um, I just had like to work around those restrictions. And you had a stylist helping you. That's right. Yeah. Okay. So, guys, you have to remember Anna Delvey is on house arrest, so she's not allowed to leave her building. She can go up and down the stairs to get food deliveries and mail. But she really can't leave except to go to parole meetings a couple of times a week. Her friends and acquaintances have to come to her. Hence why we did the interview at her place. We are her friends and acquaintances. We are not quite her friends and acquaintances, but... (laughs) (laughs) So when we visited in January, there were still balloons floating at half-mast from a New Year's Eve party that she just hosted. Well, we saw you clearing out your balloons. Um, and I'm sort of curious to know, well, I think we know what you wore on for... For your New Year's Eve party. New Year's Eve yes. party. Yeah, tell <laughs> yes. us a bit about what you what made you decide to wear... You wore Batsheva, correct? Yes. Um, well, I had um, a shoot with her earlier last year, and um, I just had, like, all these pieces, and I thought it was a perfect, like, a sparkly dress. Not something that I would wear on like real um like on daily life because i'm like kind of trying to stick like with black and neutrals and i thought like when if not now (laughs) what did you serve at your new year's eve party um nothing (laughs) oh there was no food no food (laughs) but there were drinks yeah there were drinks yeah yeah okay was there a, a special cocktail um i like to drink wine but i have like so much what's um, your wine of choice dry white i like okay. like sauvignon sincere okay did you miss that in prison um not really okay. i mean <laughs> and i saw that you also had a like a, a pre-christmas party mm-hmm. so you've been quite the hostess lately <laughs> well i have no choice but to invite people over yes so it's usually like kind of starts off small but then like the world or the word gets around and like it always ends up bigger than i saw that for your christmas party you wore um like a a gimmicky Christmas sweater, but it said FTX. Oh, yeah. It's which like an FTX. was sweater. very funny. And it made me wonder what you think about Samuel Bankman fried F- SBF's courtroom style. I'm going to begin this hour, though, with some breaking news on collapsed crypto exchange FTX. The company's disgraced founder and former CEO Sam Bankman fried has just released a statement detailing his explanation of events that led to the company's bankruptcy. Bankman fried is facing fraud charges, which he denies, and he has pleaded not guilty. He's sort of dressed up for finally put on a suit for his courtroom appearance. Do you have any advice for him as he goes into trial um he needs to get a haircut maybe (laughs) (laughs) what about like elizabeth holmes has she reached out to you have you do you have any advice for her if she's about to go into her sentence if she has reached out to me no i don't think so um yeah she's about to like go to prison in april i think Mm -hmm. right i think it's very difficult to be outside knowing that you were going to go to prison Mm. um never happened to me because when i got like when i got arrested they never let me out (laughs) Okay. So um, I think it's like very, I think it would be comparable to like knowing, having like a terminal illness because it's just so hard to like plan your life knowing that you like, you will have to be, go to prison eventually. So like I feel, yeah, I just like, I can't relate to that so much. Just like I've been from all the experience myself. So um, it must be really, really tough like for her and for her family, especially that she has such a long time in front of her. I think it was 12 years she was sentenced to. 11. 11 years. Oh, okay. Well, you're, you're on it. Yeah, that, that is a long time. 
I mean, what's the first thing you want to do when you when you're able to leave your apartment? Um, just go to a dinner. I mean, you lived a very glamorous lifestyle and then sort of got arrested for some of the ways you were living that lifestyle. Do you feel like you now have had to change the way you live or are you able to still fund all the things you want? Like, I don't know, expensive clothing, expensive whatever. Um, have you had to sort of cut back? I think I have different priorities now, but um, usually I'm just like, I think like I'm just in a different position. Um, and I have like kind of more resources, so I don't know. I don't want to like compare it because okay. I know how the media t- t- twists it, <laughs> like crime pays and it's like, it's all great. It's just at all kinds of the price. <laughs> okay. So you feel like you all actually have more opportunities now or more resources in a way? Well, I think like I worked so hard, like even every day that I was in jail, I was never just like not doing anything. So, yeah. um, I'm working on dinner series. But, What's that? Um, so I will have like pretty much dinner series. <laughs> oh, dinner series. Dinner series, yeah. Even though you don't cook, I don't know what that a dinner series is. Um, just... So it's pretty much I will have like a curated group of people over okay. at my place, and uh, I probably have like a different chef. So oh, I'm okay, not, cool. So okay. who who pays for that? Like, is it sponsored or? Yes. Okay, so dream <laughs> dinner party. Who would be at your dinner table? Such a tricky question. <laughs> Is it? <laughs> is it? I, I mean, living or dead. This, this, these are these yeah. are the kind. Yeah, I mean, people ask me this Gosh. too. I mean, <laughs> don't know if this question is that hard. <laughs> it's hard. It's just uh, Anna Winter and Sam Bacon Freed. Yeah, know. there we go. Oh my god, amazing! <laughs> I want to be at that dinner. What? Were, I mean, what was it like to host your first party? I mean, after being isolated for so long just to be in a social setting I felt like we all kind of yeah forgot how to socialize and to be honest small talk was really difficult after I came out of lockdown I can't imagine what it must have been like for you did you coming out any... of lock up lock up yeah. Yeah. Down, what was lock that up. Like? yeah what was I mean you know you seem like you're quite a social person and you like meeting new people but was there an adjustment well, actually, like? just being in jail is a very social experience because you right. can't well, escape. True. You can't escape other people. You have no. to socialize whether you want it <laughs> or not. Did you make any, like, friends that you're still in touch with from jail? Um, I made some, like, interesting people. Some people were nice. It's, like, um, it's interesting how no matter what you do, pretty much it's, like, especially in jail, like, everybody gets sent to the same place. Okay. So the Orange County, like, the last jail I've been in, it's, um, like, about an hour and a way and half from here. And I went half away from here. Um, and it's like, it's an ICE slash county slash federal facility. It's like, if you kill somebody, you go there. Like, if you get a DUI, you go there. And did you, is there any, like, skill that you learned in prison, either from programming or from another inmate? Like, do you know how to cook a pizza in a microwave now? Or... <laughs> yes, I guess I've, like, developed all kinds of useful skills. It's like, I know how to do makeup with no makeup like using wait tell me more <laughs> yeah well, I, I how does one do makeup in prison do people put makeup on in prison mm. oh. so people like mix mix it like with pencils and i'm not really a makeup person i never felt the need to like do my makeup in jail but i observed other people do it and if i had to like i guess i'd be well but that's interesting so it's like they mix like the lead from pencils with what Fine. uh with like cream or like lotion or like and use that as eyeliner (laughs) and what about like a blush how are we doing that you know how the the drinks the powder drinks um i do like oh like kool-aid yeah like a kool-aid yeah that's actually that's what you use for for the lips 
Love. <laughs> okay. Beauty hacks that I never anticipated I'd ever hear. Um, wow. And then I, I heard in one podcast that you had a, a jail assistant. What's uh, a jail assistant? <laughs> it's pretty much um, in jail. So we have the tablets where we have to like charge them because um, they don't last the full day. So that people who don't really use the tablets and it takes... It takes forever to charge them. And we don't have, like, charges of our own. We have to, like, um, give them, bring them to the station. So um, I would, like, kind of hire people to make sure I always had, like, a charge tablet. I wouldn't call it, like, a full-time assistant. (laughs) But it's, like, you always rely on kind of people to... um, to kind of, like, make your life easier a little bit. Mm -hmm. And it's, like, you just try to, like... Um, make their life easier. <laughs> and you're like bartering things, you're buying them things in the commissary. Like what is the currency? Uh, so we have vending machines. So we had it in an ice and uh, like so many people, like if you don't have support system on the outside, there is no way to like for you to get anything for yourself. Because mm. obviously like, you know. Who is your support system? Um, well, I have like such a big team. I still have my parents. Um, your team meaning your lawyers? I have um, managers. I have my PR. Okay. <laughs> I have my lawyers, of course. Um, I have a ton of friends. And so. your art proceeds are paying for everything? You've got quite a whole... <laughs> It's like the Anna Delvey Industrial Complex. Um, yes. Well, I'm working on a lot of projects. So. Okay. You, <laughs> I heard that you want to start a podcast. Is that... In, in the works? That's correct. Yeah, we recorded a bunch of episodes. Oh, wow. About to launch it, yeah. Who's the dream guest? <laughs> Cyrus Vance. <laughs> Amazing. Okay. Cyrus Vance, the former Manhattan District Attorney who put Anna away, by the way. Is there anything you miss about prison? No, I don't miss it to the point of, like, wanting to go back. But um, it's great for focus, and it's, like, it's kind of easy to, um, it's easier to manage distractions mm-hmm. right. because they don't have a phone. Like, nobody can call you. Um, like, pretty much nobody can really reach you unless you reach them. So it was, like, easier to, like, read books. Or, like, make a five-year plan, I guess. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> what are you watching, reading, listening to right now? Um, I don't really have much time, but I started... Um, really? I, don't you only have time? You're stuck in a one-room apartment. Are, are you really working on the day that you come out? You are setting everything, all your ducks in a row so you're ready to go. Um, I'm, like, still working on so many things. It's, like, I'm only always getting, like, the emails and messages, and it's really hard to, like, kind of turn that off. But um, I just started um, the Bernie Madoff documentary. Oh, oh wow. Okay. okay. Yeah. Um, and I'm still catching up on House of Cards. <laughs> oh, interesting. Oh, yeah. Okay. Hey, um, what are you reading right now? Well, I, let's see what you got on your bookshelves. Mm-hmm. Um, Dark Money, Jane Mayer. <laughs> no, not... Is it by Jane Mayer? Yeah. Yeah. Um... What else? Den of Thieves, Brett Easton Ellis, White, uh, The Philosophy of Andy Warhol, uh, The Biggest Bluff. <laughs> it's actually a good book. Wow. Moneyball. A lot of Michael Lewis. I like Michael Lewis. I'm so jealous he's writing about SPF. And I know. <laughs> Why he gets to get all the good stuff? Aging. <laughs> oh my God. Okay, Tender is the Night, Steve Jobs, Walter Isaacson, iconic individuals. I see The Contrarian about Peter Thiel, Elon Musk, Marilyn Monroe, Rupert Murdoch, money, power, legal system. (laughs) I like biographies.
What do you wish people had asked you instead of, have you watched the Netflix? Do you regret anything? Um, yeah, what do you want people to know about the real Anna Delphi? <laughs> um, I guess I like how I would like to change the narrative and like why I choose to stay. I guess I guess people still ask me that a lot too. But I feel like people just love to like conveniently disregard. Like I literally was in ICE jail for like eighteen months, where I could have been like in Europe. Uh, yeah. A day so after. why not just leave the U.S.? You you love New York that much, or you just wanted to sort of finish an unfinished story here? Pretty much. I think like it's a bit of both. Um, okay. And. Um, I just feel like the system is so not fair and like my criminal case is still on direct appeal and like it sh there should be no reason like any of this should be happening. No reason any of what should be happening? Um, no reason that um, I should be deported before my criminal case is finished. Okay. What is holding up the criminal case from being finished? Because I, I thought that you'd served your time. Yeah, well, it's still on appeal. It's just the system, like it doesn't work that quickly. Okay. Oh, also one of my lawyers is like, she's withholding my file. Sorry if I'm being dense, but if you, you were sentenced, you served your time, but you're appealing the verdict despite having already served your time? Yeah, well still it's about uh, having criminal record. And, I see. Uh, yeah. I see. And so it's you a, could get the... And it's like about for immigration purposes. Right. I have like a felony. Um, yeah. Okay. So, like, technically, obviously, they cannot give you your time back, um, but it, like, legally matters. And your argument is that you are not guilty? Pretty much, yeah. Okay. I feel like um, in order for them, in order to prove fraud, um, like, it's about the science, right? The mindset that you right. had when you were, like, committing crimes, alleged crimes. I feel like nobody can tell me about my mindset. Are you going to keep the name Anna Delvey? Are you going to officially change your name? Does it feel weird when people call you Sorokin? I don't know. I feel like so many people just have like um, an Elias, or like an artist's name. Like nobody questions them. And I uh, like the way you say <laughs> alias. It sounds like an Elias dress. And I was like, you have an Elias? <laughs> you, you sign off all your artwork that way. Delvey, right? Um, I feel like people just recognize me more by that name. Yeah, what, what, what name's on the lease? <laughs> Must be Sorokin, aka Dalvi. This is what's on my on my legal paperwork. Sorokin, aka Dalvi. Mm -hmm. That's a good name for your book. That's a title right there. Yeah. The Run Through with Vogue is a production of Condé Nast Entertainment. Make sure to follow us wherever you listen to podcasts. And if you like the show, please rate and review it. We want to hear from you. <laughs> Send us a hello or any questions or thoughts you have about the show to therunthrough at vogue.com. I'm Cho Minardi. And I'm Chloe Mal. See you next week. Bye.